1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Before we get to the show, a quick, but I think compelling
0: pitch. Do you know about our secret menu? It's a subscription tier of a thing or two, and it's where we share our shopping guides, answer reader questions, go deep on the trends we're seeing in food, fashion, and design, and just generally get into topics that excite us. Secret menu subscribers receive an exclusive newsletter every Thursday and also get access to all of our back issues and special resources like our baby registry guide and wedding registry guide. It's four bucks a month and you can cancel anytime. Sign up at a two hq.com to receive it as well as our endless gratitude for supporting what we do. Okay,
1: here's the show. Welcome to a thing or two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Maser. And I'm Erica Cerullo. If you want more where this came from and want to support us in general, head to a two hq.com and sign up for secret menu, which will get you weekly access to members only content.
0: To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. I have an unplanned anecdotal update that I'd like to share.
1: Please, please.
0: On a very recent episode, we discussed Cam's occupation with Brandy Cinderella and Whitney Oh, Houston. the last
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah.
0: And I just wanted to let everybody know of a great honor that's been bestowed upon you in the time since we recorded that episode. Please. We went for a walk to get ice cream and Cam actually performed a private concert for you.
1: Um, and was shocked when I couldn't sing along. As, like <laughs> absolutely shocked and appalled. Absolutely well, shocked and appalled. You knew all the words
0: to the Munchkin scene in Wizard of Oz, so he assumed which was his other favorite, you know, music. Totally. He's moment. like, "She knows so, that. How
1: does, she, n- how does yeah. she not know this iconic piece?"
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he performed it for you. You were very impressed as anyone would have been. He explained to you that Chris, his father, is the fairy godmother. No. I am. No. No. Yes, Chris is fairy godmother. I am evil stepmother, but you are Whitney Houston in Cinderella, right? No, because Whitney Houston is the fairy godmother. I know, but he, so then what did he say Chris was? He calls Chris fairy godmother every day, but he was making a distinction somehow, some way. I think actually Chris is the fairy godmother from Disney Cinderella and oh. you are Whitney Houston.
1: Oh, I see. I see. Chris is just regular old dumpy fairy godmother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm chic, amazing Whitney Houston fairy godmother. Exactly. I'll take it. Okay. Something else we did plan on talking about yes. today. We both just went to our high school reunions, friends, we didn't even plan it. We, we didn't, didn't. Even plan it. It's, we did it. It just so happened. Well, who? Um, how
0: could you have known that a pandemic would postpone yours by a year, so that we could have ours in the same year,
1: in the same month? Even yes. So mine was my technically my twenty first high right. school reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, and yours was your 20th. I don't know. There was something like, I don't know why 21st felt really funny It is also, especially at that age when you're in high school, 21 is like the ultimate age. Mm -hmm. Like, is there a better one? No, not as far as you can Mm -hmm. tell. Yeah. So it just felt especially commemorative or something. Yes. I agree. I agree. Where was yours? So I grew up in Peoria, Illinois, which Mm -hmm. is like the middle of the Midwest. And there's this British pub that serves like English breakfast and fish and chips, apparently. My dad said their English breakfast is quite good. And I love a good English breakfast. (laughs) Listen, listen. (laughs) So it was in the back room there because we didn't have to pay to have the back room and yeah. yeah, so there was like a bar and we just like everybody, you know, got their own drinks and we did okay. a balloon arch and et cetera, et cetera. How we about did yours? a balloon arch.
0: Ours was in what felt like a banquet hall, but it was like a private dining room in the back of what's Harry's Savoy Grill, which is a sort of like fancy steakhouse, I guess, in Wilmington, That's Delaware. way fancier. Yes and no. I mean, yeah, it was, I wouldn't say and <laughs> no. It could be. <laughs>
1: okay, you're right. You're right. I mean, it, It felt fancy. There were past hors d'oeuvres. Was yours kind of British themed too? Is Harry's Savoy Steakhouse like a Brit? Well, it was a moment
0: for me because two of my very, very close friends worked there in high school. And what I realized is I'd never been there. So I had no, and whenever they'd be like, yeah, I'm working tonight, I would just have an idea in my head of where they were going. And to finally put together that what they meant was they were going to a place where behind a sort of like plexiglass stage, somebody carves a giant prime rib, you know? But that oh, was in the main mm-hmm. dining hall where we, made Yes, that room. was not in your room. We were back in like a yeah. banquet hall. And what, the room we were in had a little, had a mini dance floor. So it felt a little bit like a wedding. It had one small bar and a mini dance floor and then a little buffet table and then some round tables. Were there snacks? The snacks were the past hors d'oeuvres.
1: Okay, yeah. They, I mean, <laughs> ours didn't have past hors d'oeuvres. Ours had chicken tenders if you ordered them at the bar. Yeah, I mean tickets to this were fifty-six dollars a head. So it was we an had investment. no tickets. We yeah, had okay. no tickets, which was that, a conscious decision. Yeah. I think that's
0: smart. Yeah. This yeah. was like you had to and they because they needed a head count for Harry's Savoy Grill, you had to have purchased your tickets some number of days before the actual event. So I actually think your
1: your class's approach was the right one. You know what the thinking was? It's that there's basically there shouldn't be a monetary barrier for someone to come. Yeah, I agree completely. Someone should be able to show up and like get a water if they want to and like not incur an expense,
0: which I I like. I like that attitude. I love that. We had a lot of people not come that I was like,
1: but why didn't you come? You live around here. You know, we had a lot of people not come who and, and I thought, why not come? You live around here. But people are also just really kind of weird. Like people were like, Being like, oh, it's not cool to go. I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's not cool. Well, great, because I'm 39 years old. (laughs) So we're not actually in high school anymore, despite the branding of this event. So, like, that's the whole thing. It doesn't matter if it's cool. It was hard for me to gauge exactly what the resistance was. And
0: I was definitely, I was a pusher. You know, I was pushing a couple of my really close friends, like, we're going to do this and you're going to come. And I was really happy that they did because ultimately what it was was a chance, an excuse to get together with old friends who I'm close with and then have the novelty of seeing somebody who we both knew 20 years ago. And then being like, wasn't that funny? And it's not. And and they would all be like, I don't want to go talk to so-and-so. You like that, but I don't like that. And it's like, I like it. It's just, we can all get together in this place that we have, that, that there's like a point of commonality around and like, yeah, it'll be fun and funny to talk to these people, some of whom we like, some of whom we might
1: not like, but then Gives us something to talk about. I don't know. No, Claire, I agree. I totally agree. I felt like for me, it was like it's a novel thing to be able to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. I went with two of my best high school friends. One of them was in charge of planning it. So she was the real pusher. Uh-huh. For sure. uh-huh. And it just felt like sort of like going bowling or something. Yes. Like, well, I don't want to do this every weekend. <laughs> Certainly. But, but it's something a fun, funny thing to do sometimes. Even if you're bad at it. Yeah. Oh, and I'm terrible. I'm <laughs> like, terrible. Yeah. But it's still fun. Yeah, it's so fun. I do. Th- and I do think, listen, people who showed up by themselves, that is like that takes a lot more. That is like definitely more effort and more just like nerve and all of mm-hmm. that. And I get that that's like a much harder lift. But if you have a pal or something to go with or you can drag somebody with you, I just don't see why not.
0: I agree. I would everybody there from the second I walked in the door, everybody was just so excited to see each other. Even yes.
1: people who you didn't know that well in high school, you'd just be like, oh, my gosh, you. You know, yes, I wonder how much of my interest in going or like my interest in engaging has to do with the fact that I do know like the names of everyone mm-hmm. in my class because of the mm. size that it is. Yes, but it's nice to hear that you feel the same way and that I was talking to my sister-in-law who's about our age over the weekend and hers is coming up. um, and she really wants to go. She lives in the same place that she went to high school and is trying to drag her friends and they're all being resistant in this way. And she's like, well, go for an hour. Why is this like a thing? Why? And her class size was about 400 or something. I mean, I think that there
0: is some element, I assume. And and for most people of like, I need to show up with something to feel proud of, or I need to have something to show. Or like, I think that there may be an element of just like, do I not look as good? Do I not have the career that I want to have? Because there is that element of like everybody just sort of taking stock of like, okay, where have you... Where are you now 20 years later? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I had a little bit of that originally of just like, okay, I'm going into this thing. Like, what's the perception? What and then I was just the closer I got, I was like, wait, I don't care at all. I'm not looking at anybody like that. You don't have to do like I invented
1: post-it notes. (laughs) Right. Um. Right. It just like,
0: I don't have to look perfect. I don't I was just like, right, no, this is not actually a thing.
1: Well, because I think the actual beauty of it is Mm -hmm. that these people knew you when you were 18. Yeah. And like thus a mess.
0: Right. I do want to share that there was one point of pride and like an indication that I had come very far that Please. was revealed. And that was that I saw one old classmate who was there with her now wife and sh- who she had met playing ultimate frisbee. And yes. I guess I had seen her at our 10 year reunion. And she had told me at the time that she was really into ultimate frisbee. And I shared that I had dated an ultimate frisbee player in college who was very into it on a national level. A
1: real name in the space.
0: Yeah. And mm, (laughs) she approaches me with her wife. She goes, this is the one. Remember I told you? And she's like, Claire, tell her who you dated in college. (laughs) And I shared the name of the ultimate Frisbee player who I dated in college. The celebrity. The celebrity. She was like, you don't understand. He's famous and I was like you don't understand this is the first time anybody has been impressed instead of (laughs) making fun of me because the stories about this man are legion and so embarrassing oh if my college friends could see me now that here I am at my 20-year high school reunion when it's like what have you done and it's like well these people are very impressed I have dated a famous ultimate frisbee player
1: Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I had one of those nights the other night where mm-hmm. you just like, for like truly no reason, there was nothing like in particular that was bothering me, but I just started spiraling with anxiety, lying in bed of being like, but what if this happens? And what if this like stomach ache I have is something mm-hmm. like real? And like, what if like, what whatever, just like truly, I, I'm like, did I have one too many glasses of wine?
0: No, it's night it? like, It's like as soon it, as you're in bed, and yes. it's nighttime, and the later it is, the worse it is. Your oh, brain God. is like, "Let's worry about some
1: things, and let's never stop. Let's, let's never stop." And also, the later it gets worrying, the more you're worried about it being late, and oh, then you're not 100%. sleeping, and then you're like, "It's two in the morning. Am I ever going to fall asleep in my life?" Well, was last night the last time I ever slept? There, it it is torture. It is torture. It is absolute torture. Yeah. And you just start picking apart, like, "Oh no, someone didn't respond to that email, or this mm-hmm. thing didn't happen, or I have to text that friend and see how they're doing, or like." creating this to-do list that then makes you be like, should I get up and get my phone and write this down? No, no, like, whatever. No. Yes, no. And this is a case where you like, this is where therapy can help you sort of jump in and actually create those to-do lists during the daytime hours and mm-hmm. address some of the problems. Maybe go see the doctor, maybe do the thing, maybe like wipe away some of that anxiety that will otherwise drive you insane.
0: It's a plan. It helps you put a plan of action in place. It also gives you a a hour or 45 minutes or whatever it is a week to sort of like place your problems and be like, I'm not going to try to deal with these problems right now because I know I have a time and a place and a person set aside to help me deal with those problems and to break those problems down into manageable pieces. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with the therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com/slash-a-thing-or-two today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com/slash-a-thing-or-two.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Peyton Sarton, host of the Note to Self podcast. Note to Self is a space to embrace your unique qualities, get grounded, and ultimately have honest conversation. No topic is off limits. I began doing social media seven years ago, and since then, I've started a clothing line and this podcast. Note to Self is a place where people from every stage of life can come for advice, new perspectives, and to feel a little less alone. Whether I'm recording by myself or bringing along a friend, we will explore topics ranging from relationships and mental wellness to social media and entrepreneurship. Tune in to Note to Self every week for the sisterly advice you didn't know you needed and raw conversations you've always wanted. So, was there any format to your event beyond? past hors which is quite a which, you know, I'm clearly impressed. I'm no. Clearly impressed. So there were a couple of things. OK,
0: there were some yearbooks around which were fun yeah. to look at yes. our senior yearbooks. And then there was a DJ. And at one point, the, you know, the woman who had planned the event stood up and said, thank you so much for coming. And that was it. And then towards the end of the night when people had been drinking a little more and the DJ got more into it, pe- some people got on the dance floor and got really into it when certain songs that were Popular yeah, like in 2002. Played. Yeah, 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 played. Yeah. And that was it. But there was no programming whatsoever.
1: Ours had extremely light programming. Someone put together a very low pressure games. Mm-hmm. So there was like a bingo card that people had submitted a fact about themselves, and they mm. made it onto the bingo card. And the person who won the bingo game was like a spouse who was like trying to entertain herself and was like going around <laughs> and like asking people, which was like fun and cute and like a I very good way that. for her to engage. Mm-hmm. The prizes were like hats from the high school. Yeah, like school spirit um, hats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like school uh-huh. spirit Rich. hats, which was great. And then the other one was everybody. So when you got your bingo card and whatever, it had a mm-hmm. clothespin pin on it. Mm-hmm. And Anytime someone said the word high school, you could take their clothespin. So the person who collected the most clothespins. Cute. Yeah, it was just like… Whoever planned this thing has planned a baby shower. Exactly. They knew what they were doing. You did Mm -hmm. not have to participate. There was no like, let's gather around and like make people do a thing. It was just like, if you want to play the game to win these stocking caps, you can. Otherwise, like just do what you're going to do. And then at the end of the night, we started playing some… 90s country and someone extremely wisely decided that Goodbye Earl was going to be the last song and like put it it on. And that was that. And, you know, it was just delightful that every woman in that room Mm -hmm. knew like almost all of the words (laughs) to that song. And at the time, we probably didn't realize that we all did. You know, we just wouldn't have like been witness to the fact that each and every friend group was engaging with this in its own way, or that it was just like such a cultural phenomenon. That mm-hmm. Of course, we all know it. And mm-hmm. most of the dudes in the room were just like looking around, like, "Whoa," <laughs> um, because we're screaming, you know, as yeah. you do, as you yeah. do, as you do. I love the
0: detail about the spouse winning the bingo game because Chris also just thrives in these environments where he knows <laughs> nobody and nobody knows him. He made he wrote on his name tag, Chris in parentheses, I don't even go here. And then (laughs) every moment I would be talking to somebody and I'd be like, oh, and my husband, I would look around. He was nowhere to be found. He was like, just he was not with me all night. He was just off talking to people, meeting people, making friends all night. And I was like, great, great. Totally. You know, nobody here. One highlight for me was that there were two couples there who had been together since one since sophomore year of high school and Mm -hmm. one since junior year of high school. And with kids. And
1: I just, it delights me to no end. I think same, except one of ours got together senior year of high school in that way that you were just like, oh, this isn't going to last. This right. is just like a fun thing. You know, I mean, like, yeah. like all like, yeah, fair to, yeah. fair to say about any high school relationship. Yes. But then to just like watch this like blossom and flourish and all of it. It's just, yeah, delightful. It, it just warms my heart so
0: much. And, I, and maybe there are other couples who got together in high school and are still together and weren't there. But I think that these, were the, these are just the actual two from our class that are still together. And it was so just happy making to see them and be like, thank you. Thank you for this. My one big takeaway, the thing I couldn't stop thinking about afterwards, which just sort of struck me, was that there were how many people at this event were in same-sex partnerships and there was not a single person in my high school the entire time I was there who was out yeah. of the closet yeah. or it, it, that I knew about, you know, or yeah. in like in a public Publicly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Publicly. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it made me sad, but it also was just like, wow, how far we've come, you know, because of, of course there's people at our high school reunion in same-sex relationships. But I was just like, oh God, I'm sorry that you couldn't be this
1: then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. that was yeah. A, That was my one bigger takeaway from the event.
1: Yeah. So I went my high school, you know, my grade school fed into my middle school which fed into my high school on the same school mm-hmm. district and so there were a lot of people there from different eras of mm-hmm. like eras of friends like my best yes, you know same. friend from like first and second grade and like you know be, yeah and like my best middle school friends and it, it's just yeah. like fun to have I I think I forgot how fun it is to revisit those moments too it's like not even just the high school yes. bit of it all but like the the whole time this brings me to my larger takeaway Which was being around people who really knew your family Mm. and like where you came, like grew up, like Mm -hmm. your house, like all of that. Because high school is the last time you know, your parents are, like, driving you places. You have friends over. You don't, like, you're just, like, not an autonomous separate being. Mm -hmm. You are surrounded by your home life. And, you know, friends asking about my brothers, but using their, like, childhood nicknames, Mm -hmm. not, like, what they go Mm -hmm. by as adults. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just, I think it opened a lot of conversations about how parents are doing and how siblings are doing, but in real ways Mm -hmm. that I didn't expect. Like, I think, Because there's just this sense of proximity, like, you know, these people, you know Mm -hmm. what they were like, you have a history with them, you know, their deal, I can tell you the real scoop on what's going on. But I also know I'm not going to have to see you. You're not going to follow up with me about it in a month. Right, right, I'm not going right. to have to like keep you posted about this. <laughs> wow. Does that yeah. make sense? Uh-huh. 100%. You're like drop the bomb and get out. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. it was I think it was really rewarding for mm-hmm. people. I don't know, it felt that way to me of just like mm-hmm. having certain conversations that maybe people aren't necessarily even having with their like close day-to-day mm-hmm. friends. Or that are just like a little more real because mm-hmm. there is context yeah. but also remove. Yeah. Totally. And we're just like at a certain age, I guess, that we weren't at it 10 years. Like our 10-year reunion was the one where I just like – where people would talk, were talking to each other who didn't talk to each other in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, just like mm-hmm. friend groups or whatever. Yeah. Or just uh-huh. like that dude who was a total dick is talking to that kid who sat by himself at the lunch table. And that I wanted to – like videos to post on the good news, you know, sites. <laughs> uh-huh. And this year it more just felt like we're all adults who are at like entering middle age? We're all almost, you know, 40 or almost 40. Right. Um, yeah.
0: There definitely wasn't pretense. I didn't feel like there was any pretense at this thing. Um, yes, yes, that's what. it and is. And there were one friend of mine was going. She's like, I feel like that so and so like doesn't like me. And I was like, I just don't think that that person cares to not about like you anymore. <laughs> yeah, and it feels that that was really boring. The for, case, yeah, <laughs> where it was just like we all have just moved on so much. Nobody's thinking about that really anymore.
1: What would be the point of holding yeah. space for that, right? <laughs>
0: Great use of the term holding space, which I absolutely reject in every other context. I mean, I'll say this: the wedding vibes of it did make me a little sad that the wedding era of mm. my life mm. has mostly come to an end, at least until we start having second weddings or kids' weddings or whatever. And I we're was entering like, the 40th birthday party era, yes, true. Which, which we're entering my, the 40th who, birthday who knows? party. Who knows? Era for sure. But I was just like, God, I just we need to be better at making these events happen on our own without an excuse, because it is so satisfying to see old friends,
1: old friends, you know, old friends. Totally.
0: Thank you so much to ZocDoc for sponsoring today's episode. My mom has been dealing with sciatica, like crippling, Mm -hmm. like laying in bed. And every time we talk about it, I'm like, what are you doing about it? And she'll be like, well, the doctor couldn't see me for six weeks. And I'm like, I, what are you going to like? Not, you're just going to be no. not functional. And it's because she's lived in the same, you know, somewhat small town for 50 years or something. And she's like, got the one doctor. And she's like, well, if that doctor can't see me, who can, right? And I, I'm like, mom, you listen to the podcast. You hear me talk about this practically weekly, get on the ZocDoc app and just enter you know, when you want to see the person, how close they need to be, what your health insurance is. And she did it. And she thanked me. And it is very rare that my mom um, gives me credit for this type of thing. (laughs) I would say she thinks I'm a bully when it comes to her health. And I am because, and she like holds things back. Someone from me.
1: needs to be, it seems Someone like. Someone
0: needs to be. And yeah. she, she keeps secrets from me because she doesn't want me to bully her. And this was one of those times where I was like, well, I think we can both agree that me bullying you actually worked in this case because you got help quicker. And now you're not just going to be like laying around in pain. So you're welcome. And you're welcome. And Doc also says you are welcome.
1: ZocDoc says you're welcome. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors that are patient reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun. Whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out, or anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivered to your house. Search, find, and book doctors with a few taps. Find and review local doctors. Read verified patient reviews from real people who made appointments. Now, when you walk into a doctor's office, you're all set to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to zocdoc.com. Find the doctor that's right. You and book an appointment in person or remotely that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use Zocdoc, and we are two of them. It's our go-to whenever we need to find and book a quality doctor. Go to zocdoc.com/slash a thing or two and download the Zocdoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's z o slash a thing or two. Zocdoc.com/slash a thing or two.
0: Thank you so much to Nutrafol for sponsoring today's episode. I've talked about this, but I feel like between age and pregnancy and breastfeeding and then pandemic, my hair health and growth has been all over the map and I never quite know what to attribute it to or what, you know, what, what phase of the cycle I'm in. And I have to say that neutrophil has been such a, like just great source of addressing this issue because whatever the root cause of the thing is, I know that by taking neutrophil, one, it's going to help solve it. And two, that it's, Good for me, right? Like it's it's all natural. It's helping with things beyond just my hair health. It's like helping with it's skin. vitamins. It's yeah, vitamins. it's vitamins, and I feel good about it. And I just like it's one of those things where it's like, who knows what's going on with me and my hair and everything else right now? But this is definitely going to help, and it's also just like it's not going to hurt, right? It feels good.
1: Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Neutrophil supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism through whole body health. Neutrophil has- three unique formulas to support women through all stages of life. So we're talking postpartum and menopause too. Each formula is physician formulated using natural drug-free medical grade ingredients and consistently effective dosages so that you can get the most reliable results. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months, 3000 top doctors and stylists recommend Nutraful as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutraful.com and entering the promo code, a thing or two to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at nutriful.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code thing or two.
0: We have some pressing condiment and snack updates. Pressing. Hot off those pressing presses. There's a new brand in town. That we are just so into well, actually I haven't I I'm this well I was saying this will come too late. I didn't I didn't to wanna say okay. I didn't
1: wanna spoil it because you messaged me mm-hmm. as we were finalizing our newsletter a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. You included a product that we ended up using as the header image from this brand called Kabi. Is that how mm-hmm. you say it? That's how think? I say it. Yeah. We'll, we'll say it like <laughs> that. And you were like, you need to order this immediately. Mm-hmm. And I had I no doubts. Yeah. I did. I did. And it uh-huh. came like within two days. Mm-hmm. And I've tried your two favorite products from Mm -hmm. this line, and they have both just been absolute saviors for me this week.
0: These condiments. So there's three, there's a trio. And it's the sweet yuzu vinegar, the umami dashi soy sauce, and the zesty sancho peppercorn miso. The third of which I have not used yet in anything, but I tried it again today. And I'm, I'm, at first I thought it was a little too sweet for me. Now I'm really coming Mm. around on it. Interesting. Interesting. These are are the flavors that I chase in like any Japanese dining environment.
1: Okay. So let's talk, let's break down the sweet yuzu vinegar. So that is vinegar, sugar, and yuzu peel. And friends, you can see the actual yuzu peel. There's like, it's in there. It's like, you're dumping that. You have to shake it well so that you're dumping that. Too. And you
0: get a little bit of like that texture too sometimes uh-huh. when you're eating. It is uh-huh. so good. It is like this really sweet, tangy vinegar taste. It's what I'm always trying to recreate by combining like rice vinegar and some honey and some I don't know what. And it's never quite the same. And it's like when you get a salad at a Japanese restaurant, you're like, this tastes extraordinary. I would eat this all the time if I could. It's how it's can just I? this. It's just this. What are you using it on? So today, so the thing that I have used on twice now is just chopping up Tuscan kale, like sort of shredding it into long, thin Uh ribbons, sort Uh of Uh massaging sesame oil on that, and then just dumping the vinegar on top and putting a little bit of salt. And
1: I could eat so much of it. God, that sounds delightful. I had it for the first time last night. I almost texted you and I I restrained myself. (laughs) I ordered, I just like couldn't last night. And Mm -hmm. I ordered a bento box takeout Mm -hmm. that was like, you know, miso salmon and Mm -hmm. rice and miso soup and like Japanese pickles. Mm -hmm. And... I put the salmon and the pickles on the rice and then I was just like, there's just not actually, there's like no sauce here because it's like a grilled pea. I need Mm. something. And I got this out and I was like, well, this changed everything. Like absolutely everything. It just, yeah. I love it. It elevated the shit out of that takeout.
0: I just- I, we have discussed this. I'm not good at making salads at home. And this just for me, I was like, well, now I'll just eat lettuce all the time and veggies all the time because this stuff is so delicious. The umami dashi soy sauce,
1: mm. the thing I've been making for breakfast the last couple of days that is just like, I'm, I've been home by myself and I just mm-hmm. need like the easiest thing, basically just throwing some arugula or spinach in a pan with oil, cooking it down, creating a little nest and then cracking an egg into it. And then letting it set. And then once it is set, drizzling some of this umami dashi soy sauce over the greens and the egg. Ooh. With uh, Turn the heat off, dump it on, yeah. and then we're good I to go. I love know. that. Delicious. Perfect. It sounds wonderful. Like feels, feels like you did something, but you didn't.
0: I love that. It tastes to me like… The sauce that comes, the dipping sauce that comes when you order cold soba noodles, which is a flavor that, again, I just chase constantly. I love that flavor. And so what I did is I cooked soba noodles. I rinsed them in cold water and then just dumped this on top and then also marinated some scallops in that same soy sauce and grilled them and put them with the, with the soba noodles. And it was delightful. I already ordered a second bottle because I'd used so much. Of
1: <laughs> Surprising no one. Surprising yeah. I absolutely, absolutely
0: no one. <laughs> I also think if you're you don't impulse buy scallops on a walk one day, which I did, it was this would be really good with tofu.
1: Totally. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can marinate tofu in this mm-hmm. very nicely. Mm-hmm. Very nicely. Have you tried the miso yet? No, not yet. I okay. was prioritizing your favorites. Thank um, you. Yeah, I
0: did. I originally told you that I thought the miso was too sweet for me. And then I tried it again today because and I was like, actually, I could I can see this on salmon. I think that this is going to be good on a salmon or a chicken thing.
1: I haven't like really cooked since they came. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, And that yeah. does feel like a little, like I need I need to cook something or make a dressing. Right. Yeah. Kabi very
0: smartly includes a little recipe book with the shipment. They also have recipes on the website and they recommend a salad dressing of the miso, the miso with the yuzu vinegar and some oil, which sounds really good.
1: Why not? And I Why think maybe some not? lemon. Yeah. Why not? Another thing we wanted to talk about related mm-hmm. to, this is like halfway between a snack and a condiment. So it's a nice, True. you know, True. moment, a spread
0: a spread. I am sure I'll be really so sick of this soon because I've just been doing too much of it for too long now. But I've just been so into doing a lab, like putting lobna in a shallow bowl, drenching it in olive oil, dumping a ton of spices on it, and then eating it with tortilla chips, which is really a a cultural fusion of snacks, would you say? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it
1: really is. The tortilla chips, I was like, ah, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Well, I'm getting there. I'm recalibrating. I'm, yeah.
0: I mean, try it and you won't regret it. I agree. I don't actually have an explanation for how I got there other than that you got me really hooked on Chica's tortilla chips, which are an exceptional product. Just make every other tortilla chip you've ever eaten, even the fresh homemade kind that they serve at restaurants, taste subpar. Chica's are great. So they're great. Yeah. So that is what I've been doing. You and I receive, have received some gift boxes, whether from brands or just like from people saying, companies saying thank you or something in you know, Christmas snack boxes, whatever with those things that you're like, when am I going to use it? It's like a little bottle of marinated olive oil or some fancy spices. And you're like, okay, that's beautiful. Dukas and
1: za- satars yes.
0: and cumin, this mm-hmm. and that blend. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, it turns out this labneh snack is the perfect vehicle for all of those things, and I no longer resent a dumping sp- ground. If you want, it <laughs> it's a literal and metaphorical dumping ground. I feel like I had so much resentment for all of the spices that were tumbling out of my cabinets because it's not just it's not just the fault of like the gifts and the brand, the people who send them. I also end up like everybody you buying see a spice something and you're like, oh, that sounds yeah. good, yeah. Or you get bullied by a recipe into buying a spice that you're only going to use once. You know what? I don't get bullied. Don't, by recipes I know anymore don't. for it because the recipes aren't my boss. Yeah, that's not your boss. Well, sometimes I get bossed around by a recipe. Sometimes I get sent something is a very generous gift. And that is how I have now ended up actually embracing these marinated olive oils and interesting spices that I don't otherwise have a use for. So I want to say I've gotten... I've gone really hard at burlap and barrel because the gifting has worked for me in that where I'm like, oh, these are the best spices. And now I turns out it's tremendous. Yeah. Yes. I impulse bought black lime, like spice from burlap and barrel again. Because people
1: love that one.
0: Yeah. That's that's why you bought it. I love lime.
1: Yeah. I would. What does it taste
0: like? It tastes like lime.
1: Okay. Okay. So, like, you'd use a kind of where you would use sumac or
0: something. Yeah. And I
1: actually don't love sumac because
0: I find it a little too sour. And this is maybe a good alternative to that. So, the thing I'd been doing, which is just like way too much, but I just, I've been putting (laughs) zatar. Kaltahara, which is a chili spice blend that they did in collaboration with Reims California. So this got sent with a really like interesting cookbook from this Palestinian Syrian chef, Reem Asil. She has this cookbook of Arabia and she has this bakery and she has done these collabs with Burlap and Barrel. And one of them is this Kaltahari, which is like a chili and it's really delicious. And then the black lime. And I put it all on there with a bunch of that marinated olive oil from Justa to Goods, which, you know, came in a gift
1: box of somebody saying thank you. And Love it. This, this Juiceda Goods olive oil is really wonderful. Yeah. And I also was a little bit like, I don't know when I'm going to use this marinated olive oil, but I did and I used it all up. And then I took the bottle that had, you know, dried pepper and the sprig of this and sprig of that yeah. in it and added fresh olive oil to it. And I'm just starting over. And now it's going to be marinated again. Yeah, I'm I'm redoing it. Um, the, Also, the Juiceda herb salt is fantastic. And I like all these flavored salts mm-hmm. or whatever, Are again, like this is a crowded market. Everybody's mm-hmm. got a flavored salt, like big surprise. But this one is so good. It's so perfect. I use it in marinades. I use it in salads, like as a finishing. Salt I used thing. it on my
0: salad today at at your recommendation that you included in the newsletter, and it was great. Didn't you love it? I did. It was very good. The other thing, if a tortilla chip with labna is just too too weird for you, <laughs> too multi I will say this is also really good with Ella's Flats, which are another recent snack discovery. To me, they are a much better Mary's Gone Crackers. They have made me feel pretty meh about Mary's Gone Crackers. I know they're made entirely of seeds and they crumble really easily, but I find that the the crumbles, the crumbs at the bottom of the bag, they can be great in a salad or just, you know, a soup to like a texture or something. Situation. Yes, exactly.
1: See, that's a great
0: use case. The texture is just really good. They're really crispy. Sometimes the Mary's Gone Cracker, the MGC, is a little too dense for me. Um, I, I can see that they get a little thick sometimes. Yes, this yeah. has this is crisp. They have a caraway flavor. They have an everything flavor. They're really good, um, and they're they're a great dipping cracker.
1: The two other dips that I've been mm-hmm. keeping around, one is a Zingerman's pimento cheese. Oh, that um, sounds good. God, Zingerman's, you know, we've talked about them a whole bunch of times. They are a deli in Ann Arbor, Michigan, but also Mm -hmm. just so much more. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I know pimento cheese is traditionally a Southern thing. Mm -hmm. And like, I understand and respect this, but this is the most accessible pimento cheese for me. I also know I could make it, but you know, this is delicious and I can get my hands on it. Is pimento cheese, if you had to make it, it's like, Cheddar cheese and mm-hmm. mayonnaise and chopped up pimentos okay. and a few other things I'm forgetting. Okay, which is great, like on a cracker, but then also on carrots and cucumbers mm-hmm. and like all that stuff. It's um, so
0: rare that I ever reach for a veggie as a dipping vehicle. Every once really? in a while, I'll do it. I'll feel incredibly virtuous, but it is very rare. You know, the, it the makes falsehood me, it, that it that it introduces crunch to the equation has always bothered me. That's not real crunch. What it's do you not, mean? It's not the same as a crunch of a cracker or don't well, try you know? to be a cracker. It's a carrot. Well, I know, but I just feel like it's always trying to be sold to us as like instead of a tortilla chip that's,
1: you know, fried in all in oil, why don't you try a Oh, I like it carrot. for the
0: variety. Yeah. And
1: also so that it fries that I'm having like some sort of vegetable before six PM.
0: No, listen, that is the really good reason to do it. And that's why I feel virtuous about it when I do it. But
1: I think a baby carrot is delicious,
0: is the problem. Mm. Aesthetically, I do not like a baby carrot. I will do- <laughs> well,
1: there's nothing to like. There was some. I, I would do was, a carrot stick, but a baby carrot really is. Not I don't. For okay, me. A, a carrot stick is way better, but a, a baby <laughs> carrot is right there. Is the whole thing. There was some tweet during early pandemic that I think about a lot. That was I have an I have a great product idea. How about baby <laughs> carrots, but not soaking wet,
0: <laughs> but not disgustingly slimy. <laughs>
1: the other thing that I've been keeping on hand is a fish spread which does feel like an actual real food product as opposed to just you know just some dairy it's not just some dairy there's like protein and whatever involved and I've been doing like little lettuce wraps this is innovation I love that so doing a little bit of fish spread in a lettuce wrap, and then you can also dump your like random sesame seasonings yeah. or like whatever. Or you can throw some radishes in there if you want to get fancy. I don't know. You can just like make a lot of it, I think. I'm super into that idea. Thank I'm going to try that. Thank you. you. You and I both always have butterhead on hand because why oh wouldn't God. you? Because it's the most superior
0: lettuce. Here is one dip I do like, and I will sometimes put a veggie willingly in it, it is that Gotham Greens pesto.
1: Thank you for calling out Gotham Green's pesto. It's really good. I can't good. believe
0: that it didn't make this list. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's great on pasta. It's great with a as a dip. It's really yummy.
1: Um, it's also good mixed into yogurt. Oh, if you want to like make yeah. a dip of it. Like if, you know, oh, if you wow, want it, it like beyond dip. it being yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. clever. Here's another way I've been getting a vegetable sometimes. Tell me. Pickles. Oh um, interesting. been keeping pickles around specifically. Okay. The Brooklyn brand McClure's makes mm-hmm. these pickles that, and I looked on the jar and they do not describe them by size and I don't understand why, but it's basically between like a standard whole pickle mm-hmm. that you would get with like a deli sandwich or yeah. something and a cornichon. It's like, mm. it's a, you know, it's a small pickle. It's a nice size. huh? It's and like good for snacking. But
0: I find, is it, I find those, those spicy pickles from McClure's, they are not messing around. They're
1: really spicy. Sometimes I can't handle it. Yeah, totally. They make them spicy and regular. um, Okay. So you don't have to do the fully spicy one. But again, if I'm having a lunch that I'm like, "Mm, this is like extremely beige. Yes. Just five of those little pickles on there. And you're like, nope, I'm eating vegetables. Okay. um, And getting like prebiotic Right. I was going to say, it's all about
0: that fermentation. That's Mm -hmm. where the real pat on the back comes from. Really? Just reach around and give yourself one. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. You also… Well, I, by way of you, introduced myself to bread block (laughs) almond thins because I gave you a box and you were like, those were amazing. And I was like, wow, I didn't even get them for myself. So then I got some for myself and you were not kidding. I was not kidding. They're like a little almond cookie. They're extremely almond, right? They're so almondy. The almond taste is intense
1: and beautiful. And I love like almond-themed like clo- e- Same, like really close to Marzipan. Yes. As close to Marzipan as you can get in cookie form. Yeah. And I don't really like a thing that's like kind of a tea cookie. Mm-hmm. Um, same. Like same. a short Freddy, same. Like it's not really for me, yeah. but these are. The other thing I will
0: say about them is that the taste is so satisfying and complete that I can eat one. I can eat just one, which is rare with me for a sweet. It's rare with
1: everyone it's, for a sweet. Yeah, rare yeah. for
0: me with a sweet. And So it feels like a really good lunch dessert to me when I just need yeah. something sweet to finish a meal. I can eat one of these and, and be satisfied. They are great.
1: Yes, yes. Okay, we have two other food-related yes. PSAs. Basically. Oh, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. One is mm-hmm. that I recently was in Providence and I realized while in Providence that I was extremely close to portugalia market Mm. which is in fall river massachusetts Mm -hmm. and i'd say it's like it's kind of like an Italy for portuguese food but Mm -hmm. it's just like not that fancy which maybe is like the right comparison the like italy portugal comparison anyway (laughs) like it's like (laughs) it tracks yeah exactly it's like well designed and polished but it's like not glossy it's not like like frou-frou at Mm -hmm. all Mm mm-hmm so Thomas and I went there. We like made a real adventure of it mm-hmm. and like had a pastry at the cafe and then cute. bought like all the wine and olive oil and tinned fish. And like they also sell ceramics and it's just very cute and charming. It's got like almost like warehousey vibes, right? Yeah. It's like a yeah. big like high-ceilinged yeah. grocer, basically, but they've done a little something with it. They also do e-com. Just
0: porto. makes me think that Portugalia Marketplace would really kill in New York. They Maybe yeah. Industry City is where they need yes. to set up shop. Great
1: idea. Yeah. Excellent,
0: Excellent idea. Who developers. do we pitch? Yeah, <laughs> Tishman Spire, here we
1: come. Bring them in. We'll pay for the build-out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> exactly.
0: Okay, here's my thing that I've been doing and didn't really realize I've been doing, but then I was like, actually, this is really useful. I've been keeping notes about restaurants on my phone in my iPhone notes. And I know it's really ridiculous, especially I know how ridiculous it is when I open it up and read back to myself what I wrote. But it is so useful. And the prime example and honestly where this started was with
1: sugarfish. Yes. Our very favorite sushi.
0: Yes. And a note that you and I both benefit from. We both rely on it every time we <laughs> we dine out together yeah. at sugarfish, which is that I they have. So sugarfish's whole shtick is that they have. An omakase menu. They have three levels of it, depending on how hungry you are, and it's the same always every single time. There are two that I'm not wild about that I like to swap out for the base scallop roll, which is well, not even the because roll. the base
1: scallops are just delicious. It's, it's just all whenever you can get your hands on scallop sushi, you should. I, I agree think. completely because it's usually drenched in mayonnaise, also. But even when it's
0: not, it's delicious. That's but crazy. this this base scallop nigiri is, has a really delicious mayo on it, and so I always just pull up my phone. You no, know, and I. I pulled it up because I thought people might want to know if you would like to replicate this. You want to swap out the sea bass and the sea bream for the bay scallop in the Nizawa. Well, I think in all of them, or the trust trust me, yeah, Yeah, I I think all of them come with sea bass and sea bream. They'll let you know. I also started this recently for John and Vinny's, which is an Italian restaurant in LA that Chris and I have been going to LA like roughly twice a year for the last couple of years. It just made sense the time of year and. What happens is we go on one trip and then a year later when we're back, we're like, we should go to John and Vinny's, at which point we've forgotten what we like and what we don't like. So what's your note say? Spicy Fusilli is too spicy. We don't like it that much. House salad is incredible. You always regret
1: ordering a whole glass of the orange wine. It's like memento, Claire. It's like (laughs) writing shit on your mirror when you wake up to remind you what happened the day before. (laughs) But it's like so useful
0: to be like, right, you are- I totally agree. You totally think you're gonna order the spicy fusilli because it's the famous dish. It sounds like the type of thing you love. You love a vodka sauce. Every time I'm disappointed by it. Too spicy. It's too spicy and it's not, I don't know, it's not tomato-y enough or something.
1: I don't know. I have one note on my phone to this end for the restaurant, the Szechuan restaurant, Little Pepper in College Point, Queens that I've mentioned before. And I like just when I got to the point mm-hmm. where I was like, we know this order, we yeah. don't need it. Thomas ordered it, true act of generosity and something mm-hmm. I would never do for him. And we got home and we laid the dishes out. And then we both realized like the grave error. Of, uh, what did we forget? just get? Like, Like two different things. He forgot the cabbage. and What else did he forget? There was, oh, the cucumbers, I think. Um, It it was, and we, everything was delicious, but we have this perfectly calibrated order. Yeah. And we felt the loss of that. God,
0: that's disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good for um, like delivery and takeout places. Cause you can always look at your order history on caviar, but then you don't actually remember which of those things you like. You like. Right. I sort of hate myself for it if only because I've always sort of hated those books that they sell at gift shops, those little notebooks that are like to help you keep track of wines you like. And I think they probably also exist for food. I've always thought that they were ridiculous and who would be like carrying it around all the time in such a way that it would actually prove useful.
1: 100%.
0: However, if it's in an iPhone note and you can just search your iPhone
1: notes for the restaurant name and you have your iPhone with you all the time, it is actually useful. Um, To bring this back around to the top somehow... Mm -hmm. When I was like 16, my Mm -hmm. aunt got me a book like that, but it was like the least surprising
0: thing in the world. In fact, I like assumed that you owned one. Was it about coffee? What was it about?
1: Mm -mm. The Boyfriends I've Loved and Lost. (laughs) And I... Thought it was like so chic, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. and they all had headers on it. It was like the one who blank blank. Mm-hmm. Like I can't remember mm-hmm. what they were, but like the one who was too nice, the one who was too like mean, or like whatever. I don't remember. God. I thought it was so cool, and I definitely like half filled it out at some point
0: with the all about the one boyfriend. You'd
1: have no well, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come on,
0: I have to say, like the late nineties, early aughts were the golden era of themed journals and. That What was the Target club that we were both obsessed with? Was it Cynthia Rowley?
1: Swell, A Girl's Guide to the Good Life mm. by Cynthia Rowley and Eileen Rosenzweig. Delightful. God, I loved, I just like absolutely loved books like that and clearly was seeking outside guidance <laughs> for this information.
0: <laughs> they were great. They were wonderful.
1: Uh, anyway, that's, that's the, the show. show.